Hey, hey, Annika here. It's time for another episode. Today, I want to talk about the power of your thoughts and how to use them for happy memories. Sometimes in life, we carry memories with us that make us sad or make us feel like we're not enough of something, too little of this or or that, or that we carry shame for some reason, perhaps. That does not help us embrace who we are or enable us to walk confidently through life. So I wanted to talk about some of my memories. This past weekend, I've spent, yeah, 48 hours either in bed or in the sofa trying to just breathe through a really bad migraine. This is something that has been a part of my life basically since I had my first period. (laughs) A long, long time ago, yeah hormonal stuff. So for everyone listening who suffers from regular migraines, I know what you're going through. This past weekend, it was actually so bad that I was scared, you know, that the the brain will explode or something. Pain beyond what should be okay. The best thing I can do with this migraine situation is to use it as a powerful reminder to appreciate great health every single day that I don't have a migraine. I think we all do the same, that, uh, you know, we take our health for granted. When it's good, we just, yeah, we just take it for granted. It's like with a car. When the car works, you just, you don't just, yeah, you just drive, you go get your grocery shopping, you get to the gym. And then when there's a problem with the car, oh, damn you car. Uh, so for the health health part, Well, at least that's true for those of us who have never been through a life-challenging health situation. So I use it as a great reminder to appreciate every day of great health, like today. I'm so happy I could start the day with a tough workout session at the gym. I did my new favorite, the Arnold Twist. I did biceps curl. I did some triceps, uh, triceps exercises. Oh gosh, that was hard to say. Triceps exercises, triceps exercises. Yeah, and I ended with the brutal stair machine. You just climb and climb and climb and climb and climb and and you also sweat a lot. And then I did some stretching and this is a little bit embarrassing, but I think I kind of wanted to show off at the end because <laughs> I've learned to do this yoga pose that's apparently considered a little bit advanced. It's called the crow. So... As my kids weren't with me to take a picture, I set the timer on the camera on my phone. I set it to 10 seconds and then I hurried to get into a balanced position with my elbows on my knees and I got myself ready to lift my body weight and then my feet. But as I had to hurry and at home I had done it bare feet and now I was doing it with shoes so it was different. Well, I didn't have the same balance so I almost fell right on my face and it actually felt a little bit like I broke my wrists but I didn't but you know I tried to look cool not so sure I did but uh, anyway I wanted to share something that happened this weekend as I was laying there trying to master my feelings waiting for the migraine to pass and um, at one point I knew I wasn't doing a very good job I just felt that this is so unfair that I seriously can't take the pain anymore. I even cried a couple of times because it's just, it's too much, too intense. 
I want to enjoy my weekend with my children. And, and hey, hello, I have work I have to do. And, uh, and I want to work out because that's my number one priority to reach my fitness goal. So it just feels like too unfair to have to spend 48 hours laying flat on your back doing nothing. Yeah, and so I will say it. I felt sorry for myself. And if there's one thing I, I cannot stand, it's people who feel sorry for themselves. So <laughs> what do you do when that person happens to be you? Oh my gosh, I, I cannot stand it. So there was nothing else I could do than to lay there and breathe. So I decided I would work out with my thoughts. <laughs> that did feel like a little victory in my pity party. And uh, of course, that changes the, the mental chemistry. And eventually, with time, we'll, it will have a positive effect on the migraine. But before I got there... Let me share the exercise I came up with. I don't remember how it started exactly, and it annoys me because I was like, how, how did I get there? But anyway, all of a sudden, I found myself thinking about my grandparents, the ones on my biological father's side. <clears throat> As my parents divorced when I was seven, I only really went to visit them until eh, sometime after that. So... When I was a child, I didn't know that they were alcoholics. And I don't know when I understood that they were. But I do know this. As an adult, it seems that the the whole childhood memory bubble from my grandparents was just represented by a very sad scene and, yeah, basically the statement, they were alcoholics. During my hours of thinking this past weekend, I felt the urge to dive into that space. The the space where I remember, I mean, nice things from before shifting into they are alcoholics. I remember the yellow wooden house where they lived with the boats in the garden, the pine trees in the back. My sister and I were, were scared to go up that little hill. It kind of felt like after that it was the end of the world. I remember the many photos and paintings of ships and sailors in the house. My grandmother always wore pretty dresses and used curlers to create her perfect housewife hair. Like, always just like the, that perfect wave, you know. She looked like she came straight out of the 50s. I loved sneaking into her bedroom and watch her get ready by her dresser. She had Beautiful mirrors and brushes, just like the ones I had for my Barbie later on, but hers looked like they were real golden glass. Mine were just plastic and tiny for Barbie's hands. <laughs> um, her, her little walk-in closet was packed with her pretty dresses and smelled of perfume. Maybe not my favorite perfume, but you know, perfume still. She cooked really tasty food. It was always some sort of meat potatoes and gravy I loved watching her cook and especially when I could help her take out some of the ingredients she kept all her spices in glass jars in a shelf on the wall like in you just took the little handle pulled out the glass jar got your little spoon of sugar or salt very old school I loved it I thought she was the most organized woman in the world and when the food was ready we all squeezed in in the small kitchen. I always sat on the wooden bench right underneath 
the embroidered pieces she'd written and framed. And we always have the same dessert, triple flavored ice cream, pear, vanilla, and strawberry. And I loved following my grandfather down to the basement to get the ice cream from the large freezer. Um, his basement was full of tools and cans of oil. It smelled of uh, grease from the motors, a little bit of humidity, and I think, well, yeah, I think it must be burned oil from years of working down there. All tools had their specific place on the wall. You know, he had with a black marker, like drawn the hammer and the drill and all that. And it was always clean and organized. Uh, nothing like what my garage looks like. <laughs> now that I think of it, I wonder if there wasn't a door somewhere in the basement that led out to the garden. There, I mean, there must have been. Just can't remember it. How else would they get the heavy motors in there? You definitely could not carry it up the stairs. After we had dessert, um, my dad, his brothers, and my grandfather would play cards. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it must have been poker. My grandfather was a sailor his whole life, uh, as most of the men in the family. So his sleeves of the shirt were always rolled up, and on his underarms, that, uh, I mean, one of his underarms were pretty much the same size as one of my thighs today, uh, he had tattoos of an anchor, a lady who I think must have gone skinny dipping because she'd lost her clothes, uh, a little fish, and I think there was a mermaid on the other arm, and some other things I can't remember, and then the three little dots by his thumb. For for sailors, these three dots is a triangle um, symbolizing protection. And my best friend Google just told me that if you're a sailor, they also represent that you have navigated by the triangle of the Cape of Good Hope, Cape Horn, and Cape Verde. I'm not sure my grandfather did that. That's far away from Sweden, but uh, I shall find out. Uh, in my grandfather, in my grandparents' living room, everything was shiny and beautiful. I thought it looked like they were really rich. I have no idea if they were, but I felt that they were rich, at least in the living room. The paintings of ships on stormy oceans all had large golden frames, and in the corner stood a vase with some dried plant or flower of some sort. I don't know what it's called, but it looks like a brown 20-centimeter velvet sausage. <laughs> and if you touch that sausage, it explodes and your grandparents and parents will not be happy. We were not allowed to touch or go near these strange plants. Um, but of course, it happened that one of the cousins happened to get a little bit too close and accidentally bump into one of the brown sausages. And luckily for us, each time it happened, the rest of us were always just right there to enjoy the, the spectacle of the explosion. Um, the best thing in that fancy living room was the glass jar in the cupboard. Oh, yeah. It was a glass jar with a glass lid so you could see exactly what was inside the jar. It was filled with sugar-coated soft jelly raspberry candy. Wait, I have to swallow my saliva now because still to this day, that is one of my favorite candies. But they only have it in Sweden, uh, luckily for my teeth. 
I loved when my grandmother would go and get the glass jar, lift the lid, and hold out the jar in front of us so we could all take one of those sugar-coated jelly raspberries. Oh, I'm gonna, when I get to Sweden this summer, I'm going to go and buy myself some of them. Another thing I remember very clearly is the guest toilet on the right-hand side in the entrance. It was always freezing cold to sit on that porcelain ring and there was only cold tap water to wash your hands but the thing I loved was my grandmother always kept these little soaps in shapes of flowers seashells balloons and stuff like that I remember once when my sister and I went to visit our dad some years after our parents divorced um, he took us to visit our grandparents and I brought a gift box with Three heart-shaped, red, but almost see-through kind of glycerin soaps. And my grandmother immediately opened the box and placed the soaps in the guest toilet. She wanted to show me how much she appreciated the gift. I remember I felt so happy. I struggled not to cry. That, that's just some of it. Um, not covering all the rooms on the bottom floor and not even mentioning the magic rooms upstairs where... My father and his siblings grew up. I wanted to share this because it hit me pretty hard laying in bed this weekend with hours to dive into this piece of my childhood. So strange to see that once you lift the lid of something that feels heavy and sad, there are all these details that are simply quite wonderful and definitely deserve to be part of the memory. I don't know if you have anything like this in your life where a relationship, a person or an experience maybe from the past has been archived as sad or a bad memory when in fact there are lots of nice pieces to explore within that same memory. I can think of um, quite a few situations and relationships in my life, especially those that have ended, where I have been holding on to the sad or the negative overall final decision about a relationship. A love relationship that ends, for example, typically ends with some sort of pain or sad feelings and and that's what we file away. But it is also true that when that love story started, it was beautiful. And there are surely quite a few pieces worth remembering. Like with my grandparents. When that started, they were just my sweet grandparents and then it ended with divorce and quote-unquote they're alcoholics so for me it was so valuable to go back and look into that taking the time to dive into my childhood memories related to my paternal grandparents was quite amazing I had forgotten about so many endearing details and now after this weekend I remember smells, feelings, tastes, I can hear their voices and I definitely feel much better holding that in my heart than a sad and slightly shameful statement of they were alcoholics. Yes, they were, but they were also my grandparents who always took good care of us when we came to visit, who did their best to show up in the best way they could. It is my choice to hold on to that and to remember the nice details. For our dinner tonight, the dinner conversation with my children, for the first time in my life, I will share these memories of my grandparents with my children and let 
let them get to know my grandparents and everything I remember from that part of my childhood. Until before this weekend, um, that has only been a very heavy and sad lid over that part of my life. And I've actually never spoken to my children about my paternal grandparents. So to my grandparents in heaven, Gunvor and Hilding, I remember all the lovely things about you. I hope this story inspires you to use the power of your thoughts to go down memory lane and rediscover some wonderful things that maybe you've covered up. Thank you for listening.